In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear faithful, we have had the joy yesterday to celebrate a high nuptial mass and a marriage here at St. Margaret Mary's. And in today's gospel, what do we see? Our Lord working his first miracle at a marriage feast. It must certainly occur to all of us how singularly favored it was. Above all, all marriages that have been celebrated since the beginning of the world, this particular marriage in Cana of Galilee, being honored with the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, of his blessed mother and of the apostles, and in the fact that this marriage feast witnessed the first of the miracles which our Lord performed in his three years of public ministry, the changing of water into wine. But when we come to look at the matter more closely, we shall see that, great as was the honor which this marriage received, every Christian marriage has the same. For every Christian marriage is honored really and truly, though not visibly, with the presence of our Lord his Blessed Mother, and the Apostles. And at every Christian marriage, a miracle of grace is performed, which we, believe, which we may well believe the change of water into wine was the figure or the shadow, the type. For what is marriage now in the Catholic Church, this church, the Church of God? Marriage is one of the seven sacraments. What does that mean? Well, it means that whenever a marriage is contracted by those who are baptized, there is a grace given with it by our Lord's infallible promise. This grace, moreover, is one which, like those given in the sacraments of baptism, confirmation, and holy orders, is to remain permanently in the soul and to become a source or fountain from which new graces are to continually flow out, particularly into the husband and wife. So, uh, am I, so I am right in saying that our Lord is present at a Christian marriage. It is only from him that this grace can come. And I am right in saying that Our Lady is present at it, because this grace, while it comes from him, comes through her. For she is the channel through which grace comes to us, which is shown in this marriage at Cana, of which the gospel tells us, by his working the miracle of the change of the water into wine, only at her intercession. And lastly, I am right in saying that the apostles are present at a Christian marriage, for such a marriage can only lawfully be celebrated in the presence of the priest who represents them. I say furthermore that at every Christian marriage, a miracle is worked, which was represented by our Lord's miracle at Cana. This miracle is the giving of this wonderful sacramental grace, and it is well represented by the conversion of water into wine. It is a miracle, that is to say, an extraordinary and supernatural work of God, because it is not naturally connected with marriage itself. Marriage, in itself, in its natural state, is nothing but a contract or agreement 
a covenant of sorts, having no special blessing or grace except that which comes from its honorable nature and the good dispositions of the man and wife marrying. Such a marriage, would, such a description, is a description of marriage among the unbaptized. But among Christians, it is elevated to the dignity of a great sacrament, the contract remaining, but the sacrament being added to it. And it cannot exist among Christians without being both valid and sac sacramental. Now, I think you will agree that this is well represented by the change of water into wine. Water remains, but is blended with the Spirit in such a way that neither can be taken away without destroying the very substance of the wine. Such, then, is the dignity of Christian marriage, represented to us in this marriage at Cana of Galilee. But is it honored among Christians according to its dignity? Thus the question, how many are there who reverence this sacrament as they should? It is one of the sacraments of the living, as they are called, that is, one of those which require the soul, when receiving it, to be in the state of grace. The Catholic who comes to it in the state of mortal sin commits a sacrilege just as surely as they would if they were to go to the communion rail and receive Holy Communion without repentance for their sins. Do not forget this. We do not dare to receive the sacrament of matrimony without preparing the soul by a good confession, not only on account of the sacrilege, which can, which can be occasioned by approaching marriage in an unworthy state, but also for fear of losing the grace which is meant to be given to you throughout life, and which grace may never return. For like, like that offered to the soul in Holy Communion, if once despised and rejected, it is possible for it to be lost forever. And for the sake of Christ the Lord who instituted this great sacrament, do not make it, as too many do, an occasion for celebrations which go beyond the limit of the reasonable and violate sobriety and modesty. A wedding should be a time of joy, but for a joy of purity and sobriety. If, you, if we make it the time for opening the door to sin, we lay the foundations of an unhappy marriage. Invite then, like this couple of, at Cana of Galilee, invite the Lord to be present at your marriage and behave as you would if he were there visibly and so you shall receive his benediction, both for time and eternity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen.